0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos, Mannequin Media, the Super B.S. Gamescast, and Topic Apocalypse. Our coverage of E3 2020 the Pop Culture Cosmos right here coming up, coming at you. Game source also as well. Thank you so much for listening and watching out there. We truly appreciate it. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. Actually, the next four days will be awesome. You are in video game heaven if you're not already because there already has been some great announcements already. But here today to talk with me about what he has already experienced at E3 2021 is a good man indeed. You got to catch him wherever you can for Topicocalypse.com. Also, as well, the Super BS Gamescast, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, popculturecosmos.com, and his amazing book, which you can get right now on Amazon and Barnes Noble. Congratulations, you suck. It is my good friend indeed. It is Josh 3, 2021, but I know him as Josh Peterson.
1: What's up, man? What is up? So I have been missing that uh, feeling of being on the floor at E3. You know, I've, I've I've gotten to chat with a few devs. I don't
0: miss the smell after day three.
1: I don't I'm miss the smell. And, yeah, it is, like, exhausting just because there's – you know, you go into the, the L.A. Convention Center, and there are booths in all the halls. You know, you have to, like, go from one hall to the next, and it's, it's exhausting. It's a tiring day. And then at the end of it, you know, because – I lived so close to Los Angeles. I had to get in my car, sit in traffic, and then drive home. So you I, and I
0: both have done that together,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, we did. So I mean, it's not like, and I remember we recorded a podcast on the way home. That that's time. how long that it was, took. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't like. There's aspects of I don't miss, but I do like you know having having gotten the chance to talk to some of these devs yesterday, and like I. I miss interviewing game developers. You know, I like it, it feels like ever since COVID happened, I haven't been doing that a lot, or we haven't been doing that a lot. So yeah. it, it, I just kind of like, I miss that feeling. I miss uh, uh, kind of just like seeing the more human aspect of video games as in like seeing the people behind the magic. And it's, you know, this has definitely been a weird year. So I'm hoping that next year we'll be able to get back out on the floor out there. You know, I'd love to go down and, you know walk through e3 again but uh I, guess- I do
0: miss the going behind the scenes that part i loved going up mm-hmm. to the second floor and talking to all the devs behind the scenes getting the showcase getting the the actual game showcase specifically for us making us feel like we're we're special and we know we that we could communicate our hopes for the game and everybody could go ahead and get an idea of that and uh, That part I truly appreciate it. I don't know if I appreciate the crowds anymore on that because I've been to a few E threes. You know, after after you've been to you, you realize, uh, especially like I said, and it's 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 a joke and it's kind of a joke. But by day three at you know E three, it's kind of hard to be there because the stench from people not showering or the Axe body spray not actually working. And it's so funny because Axe body spray and the Ax uh, Roll-On and whatnot—they actually debuted the first year that they came out. It's like earlier in the decade, last decade, uh, they actually were were giving her up free samples intentionally because they knew what was coming up on uh, E3 that we were at. And it's funny by day three, it just all the attempts for that by all that free Axe body spray and Axe Roll-On, it failed because the smell just overcame and overpowered anything that Axe could actually fight against. So, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, CES is kind of bad too, day three of it, because the fact that people are sweating on walking all around the convention center in suits for three days, I think that's its own different stench. It's just as bad, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of different than the stench at E3, so... Mm-hmm. I know that everybody t- wants to go ahead and talk about all the video games and whatnot, but it's a lot more that goes into it. A lot more talking. You have to fight the crowds. You have to, if you're trying to go ahead and cover and get an impression of games, you have to fight people for for times and things of that nature. It's it's not exactly. It's funny because whenever I go, I, I always I gave you the same speech I gave everybody else, like uh, Jamie Monroy and everybody else that I've gone over the years with Game Source. About. Culture cosmos is that okay? This is your first year. You're going to be overwhelmed. It's like can, a kid in a candy store, all over the place. Just nothing but video games all over the place, and you're just going to enjoy it. And then reality hits you. And then every year becomes I don't want to say a chore, but the enthusiasm gets less and less.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean the the first year that I went was 2017, and they that was the last year that they didn't let fans in you know so like we when we were there we were it was all media outlets you know and there's still a butt ton of media outlets walking around there you know there's still lines to get into certain things sony booth nintendo booth whatever you name it Uh, but it wasn't like unmanageable you know you weren't swimming in a sea of people then they started letting the public in uh, in 2018 and i remember there i was there with with uh with Chad and it like it would take us a while to get to these interviews that we had to do because there's just too many bodies. It wasn't the fact that it was far away. It was just we're having to push and shove through all the this like just a, a sea of people. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's it makes it hard for like because originally it's, it was a trade show, right? Like it was meant for. Media yeah, it was in an airport hanger at times yeah yeah and it was meant for media publications to go in there and like oh hey you know you might like this game you know, write about it because even in the press room at e3 um you know the past couple years they've had uh well not last year obviously but like they have a press room right and there's people in there on their computers and they're doing podcasts live on the spot like it, it's it has a really cool feel to it
0: but it's not just the years that they've let fans in these are the years I'm talking about when they let media and all. Yeah. I mean, I- I've been going off and on since 2001, and yeah, it, I mean, it can be something where it's a great experience, and there's so many different participants, and it's still that it comes to the point in time where it can be uh, pretty much a-, a fight with other entities out there trying to go ahead and get some type of exclusive. I mean, we've had. E3 videos on GameSource get tens of thousands of views. And uh, it's been great for that. And I've been very appreciative of people checking that out. So I do miss that part of it. But the rat race that goes behind it and where you have to go and your next appointment and things of that nature, that's something that, you know, it's there and it's part of the deal at E3. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I, for all like the moaning and complaining that I do about it, you know, after these events, like I do – I do enjoy them, you know, like there, there's a lot of things that I can complain about afterwards or like in the days leading to, but at the end of the day, like I've never actually regretted going to it. You know, it's just, there's, there are things that are a hassle. And this year having to do interviews over discord and all that and having to navigate the press booths through uh, a website, like it just made me realize that even with all the negative things that you know you experience in the years where you're actually there, like it is a breeze, it's a walk in the park, and it's a lot of fun compared to this. Like I don't, I don't know if I would want to cover E three again in this state.
0: I would, I'll do it. Uh, I mean, I, I've been so used to doing it with other conventions and things like this all over the world where I've been granted access. This uh, part of the course, part for the course, as far as that's concerned. So, I mean, it's something that I've been doing now for for years, even before the coronavirus and the pandemic, and I've had to go ahead and do it. But I understand the charm of E3 2021, that everybody's kind of getting back to it. And I'm, I'm hoping E3 2022, we can go back there live in some form or fashion. Uh, I, I know you enjoy on-the-ground coverage like that. And I know I uh, there's a sense that I like enjoy parts of it, too. I enjoy seeing games that I, I haven't heard about or I haven't discovered yet and going on the floor and, and finding them and getting a chance to interact with them. Those are always great responsibilities and things that you can go ahead and convey out there to the public. So I'm I'm looking forward to doing that again live and obviously interacting with you, my friend, and, and Jamie and all the great people that are there that join us. It's always been a great time for that part of it but, and the camaraderie that you share Nancy, uh, we're opening up. Uh, yes, we are. As You know, people getting vaccinations uh, hopefully will lead to that. So we'll see if that continues And good health to everyone out there. It hopefully will lead to more uh, the E3, things like that opening up. But for this period in time, E3 2021 is still a virtual event. Josh and I have been granted access to the event. Hopefully as well, Ja, Jamie and also Marcus can go ahead and share their thoughts. I so would love to hear their thoughts on E3 2021 because they've been granted access, I believe, as well. So looking forward to providing you coverage all weekend long and also Monday and Tuesday. We will be back later today to talk about Ubisoft. And also as well, we're going to be talking about the Gearbox showcase and the speed session. We'll be talking about mostly Gearbox and Ubisoft and what they presented so We'll do that later this evening, probably around 9 Eastern time. We'll hopefully get a chance to talk then, but you had some conversations this week. You're already at E3. You've been behind the scenes. Had a chance like you said on Discord to go ahead and reach out to a few entities. I know I had something set up and it was so funny because they sent me an email saying they canceled it and then I got a message on Discord said, where you're at? and I'm like, uh, I'm you told me that you canceled oh yes someone said they did we are sorry we are bad so it's funny because yeah. i will hopefully maybe get something later on in regards to that we'll see i know it's going to be a very busy couple of days so i'll let them know if i i want to go back to go ahead and talk with them but i want to hear your thoughts and your time with e3 so
1: far so I I mean I there's not a... have been asked not to say a lot until their showcase on Monday. Um I did get to sit down with the Josh
0: under embargo.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. And it's such a shame cuz uh, th- these games looked really cool. Um first one I I did was uh I got to see some footage and you know I got a little review key of uh Sands of Aura. and this is a Uh, I guess you would call it like a top-down RPG and it's, it's got elements of like bigger RPGs and elements of smaller RPGs and you can level up your character and there's skill trees and things like that. Um, But uh, you know, it's a, it's a smaller game. You know, it's not, it's nothing massive like you'd expect from like a final fantasy or an elder scrolls. It's something more that uh, would be a good play on like a Nintendo switch. Uh, it's got an, it, they wouldn't give me too many, too much detail about the story. Cause they said they kind of want the player to cater it to themselves, but you get to kind of choose your class and you get to choose your weapon. Uh, you can craft things. It's kind of a, a very dark world, but at the same time, like it's fun, you know, it looks, it looks fun. So, Uh, that was Sands of Aura. Uh, I, they're going to be revealing this game on Monday. So you should, I think it's at like 1230 Pacific time, uh, is when freedom games goes on. So definitely take a look at that. Uh, then the other one I got to talk to, I, I talked to the, uh, devs behind this game that actually looks really fun. Uh, it's called cat cafe manager. So you, have you noticed that, like, in the times of coronavirus, we've seen a lot of, uh, we've seen less, like, story-driven games and more, um, I guess you'd call them business sims. Because, like, the, the teams for these are a lot smaller. You don't need to really have a lot of people working on them. Uh, in this one, you're building your own cat cafe. Like, you're building a cafe. So for those of you who don't know what a cat cafe is, it's basically, there's a lot of these, actually, like, in real life. It's a cafe you go into, and they just have random cats walking around. So in this game, you like you need to you you build your cafe, you have to cater to your clientele, you get to let you by pleasing different types of people, you get to you get different resources and that helps you like expand your business or attract more cats or uh, serve different types of food to different types of people. Um it really, really neat game. You know, I'm 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 excited about it. I, I have a lot more I want to say about it but again like i can't um really give too much away at this point but definitely, josh
0: under embargo
1: i know i know but definitely keep your eyes out for that one uh, so and you know i had another one for this game called to the rescue which is basically like a pet adoption um sim or you're running a pound i think and but they canceled on me so i didn't get to go into that one
0: Nancy Weem says I have some cats that they can adopt. L- LOL. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's the case. You should go down to the development studio and let them know that that's the case so you can go ahead and be part there. of the game there, Nancy. All right, sounds good, but Yeah. I know there's a lot of things that we're going to be talking about over the next 4 days uh, when it comes to what we're going to be seeing here at E3. So I know Ubisoft, like I said, is today, also as well, Gearbox is today. So we're going to be looking at a lot of things, Far Cry and also possibly Borderlands with uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. That game has uh, been announced for next year which I thought was curious that they didn't save that for themselves and they but they put it on Jeff Keighley's well, thing.
1: Yeah, I mean what I'm thinking is they're going to do kind of like what they did with Borderlands 3 was where they show like hey there's a trailer here and then during their actual thing they show you what the gameplay looks like. Yeah, well
0: that yeah and and I the same thing with EA with Battlefield they showed you that nice cinematic video mm-hmm. but they saving the gameplay reveal for their own
1: showcase. Yeah, you know what other game uh well this game's already been announced but they kind of showed what the gameplay looks like and gave a little more detail about the story is Elden Ring. Uh yeah. that's a game that is uh the the world is written by George R. R. Martin like the lore and all that.
0: Because he won't do he won't finish his book, so he'll go ahead and
1: hop on other people's right, projects. Right. Yeah, but I mean yeah. it looks really cool. Um
0: Yeah, as I was saying with Marcus on that one, that one's coming out, by the way, I think late January, January 21st, if not mistaken, next year.
1: Yeah. Uh, The hair physics.
0: It's all about the hair physics
1: to me. That seems to be a thing now.
0: It's all flowing. Even it's, when he's standing, it's just flowing well, and flowing and flowing.
1: Do you remember, um, they, they kind of like, I think, you know, I might be crazy or I might be misremembering things here. But I, I feel like that, remember that old Prince of Persia game that came out? I think it was like 2010, the one yeah. that was done in all watercolors. Yeah. I feel like that was the beginning of that phase with like the flowy hair. And slowly yes. people have been perfecting it more over the years, just having the ability for it to wave. And you see the little, the single strands hanging yes. out off to the side. People
0: become fixated within the video game industry. I must have more flowing
1: hair. Oh, absolutely. Um, have you seen any uh, besides, you know, Borderlands and Elden Ring? Uh, have you, has there been anything that you're, that you've seen that's kind of like tickled your fancy at all?
0: Well, I, uh, battlefield 2042 I'm, I'm curious whether or not it will have the full building destruction that i love so i love jumping off a building as it's going and, and crashing to the ground and and uh, parachuting or uh, you know being the individual that caused the building to go down with a whole bunch of people are su- hopefully enemies you know that are in it that are crashing down but you know that part i love about battlefield or the ability to go ahead, and I've talked about this with Marcus about, you know, the ability you can run and just fly in a jet anywhere on the map. And uh, I know people were using it to try and, and crash on me or try it when I tried to fly it. It was so funny because I had such a hard time with the mechanics on flying it or, or things like that when it comes to Battlefield because there's so much variation that you can do on a Battlefield for it, pardon the pun. And it's going to be strictly a multiplayer game. So, I want to hear their reasoning why they're not doing a battle royale or a campaign with this year's version of Battlefield. So, that'd be very interesting to see. I mean, Far Cry 6, we've talked mm-hmm. about that on the show already. Giancarlo Esposito, one of the hottest actors in the planet, is going to be part of it as the dictator that you're trying to go ahead and overthrow. Uh, there's a lot of things I still want to see. I know. They talked about, in – I don't know if it's a, still in a rumor or if it's talked about as an actual project that uh, you know there's going to be a multiplayer crossover between the Tom Clancy universe. I don't know yeah. if they'll showcase that or how early that is in development. If that's the case; they're not going to show much about it. They're probably just going to show you a, you know, just show you a JPEG of all the interacted uh, entities. So I'm curious about that. I know Rainbow Six quarantine has been renamed and that's going to be something else as far as their version of the zombie universe that you can go ahead and play. So rainbow six has uh, actually had a real great success with this latest version of multiplayer. So they're adding that element to the mix. So I'm excited to still see what, what Ubisoft and gearbox have coming up. But this weekend for me, obviously it's about halo. I mean, Halo has got to drive the Xbox interest. Xbox at this point in time is still behind the eight ball when it comes to this generation. PlayStation (laughs) 5 is still getting all Mm -hmm. the pub. And with Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart coming out to great reviews, Returnal has become out to solid reviews. And the games that are coming out, few as they are, are coming out exclusively to PlayStation 5. Uh, I mean, Kojima talked about Death Stranding. Uh, and showcase that as a director's cut coming exclusively to playstation 5 so right now it's all about playstation 5 xbox needs at this point in time in order to gain a foothold with this next generation a major showcase and we're not talking about just bethesda but we're talking about the entire microsoft product and i understand and i know you were Interested in, in reading about this and you commented on this on our Instagram about the future of where Xbox is going. Yeah, I understand it's not so much on the hardware they're focusing on and the idea is the Games Pass because that's what they really want you to do. Is The the, the future of you and Xbox is the Games Pass part of it and you playing on any mobile phone or your tablet mm-hmm. or your computer or your Xbox – that's or even your TV if you got that capability. Yeah, that's the future where they want to go with it. But right now, it's still a lot of it is with within the Xbox Series X, and they need to go ahead and prove to everyone out there that they can be a viable part of this next generation.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the big thing too. Like I think it's cool that they want to instill an or install an Xbox app on smart TVs and have you be able to play through, you know, wireless internet or Bluetooth. You know, connecting your controller. Uh, but I mean, even with all these capabilities, they need to put games out and that that's like bottom line. They need to put games out, uh, going, going back to some, something you said about, uh, you know, PlayStation five, like, yeah, I mean, they have all the exclusives are out right now for PS five and game there's, I can't remember the last time something came out exclusive to Xbox, you know, at, at this moment in time, uh, I did get a chance to play Ratchet and Clank. I don't think it's a nine as all these things. Publications are giving it But I think it's a pretty good game It's pretty solid So you
0: have gotten it So we had, we we talked about that That you were probably going to have to get it At some point in time
1: Yeah, yeah So I, I picked that one up And I got Final Fantasy 7 Remake Intergrade So I'm, I haven't gotten a chance to play that one We just got our internet back up and running But, you know, bottom line You know, you're right it, And it, it's as sad as those it is Those darn dogs Those darn dogs uh, But yeah, it, bottom line As sad as it is this is a a make or break moment for microsoft and i know like every conference they have seems like a make or break moment but they need to have something come out by year's end and i, I don't even think it, it it just hinges on halo like i think it needs to be something it, they need to have two or three somethings come out by the end of the year that have to be good you know it's not they can't just put out a, a bunch of indies or a bunch of like half butt games they need to have some big titles and if halo does not come out this year like that's the it's over you know like the that's their big flagship franchise and i think that that franchise will officially die if they do not put that game out this year um you know i I don't know what gears or forza or fable i don't know what's going on with any of those but they need games this year at least three of them oh there you go as coming
0: straight from a Microsoft fanboy himself, Mr. Josh E3 2021, we will be coming at you here over the course of the next four days: Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. We'll be providing reports, plus we will be taping the Pop Culture Cosmos Show, episode number two hundred and fifty. Well, we where we're yeah, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot, but we are going to be talking about things like the box office matchup, how did In the Heights perform. Josh and I have reviews of Biomutant and Chivalry 2. I've had a chance to go ahead and (laughs) have had it. And my gosh, have I got a lot to say about Chivalry 2. Plus, we're going to be talking about a lot of other things as well, including Father's Day gift ideas. I have an article, which I just posted at popculturecosmos.com with the best pop culture gifts you can get, Dad, this week. For Father's Day, because Father's Day is around the corner, so just
1: want to give everybody a heads up on that. So, before we close out, can we talk about? So Netflix was part of E3 this year. You know their their summer Day of the Dead. No, they to Geek call Week. It geek so, Week, but. and
0: and this is what I talked about on Friday with Marcus about who had the better showcase this this year uh, was was a Geek Week or Jeff Keeley's thing, and we decidedly thought. You know, even though Netflix's Geek Week had a lot of announcements and it was over the course of five days, I definitely think that uh, – and I, can't, you know me uh, and my disdain for Mr. Keeley because I think he tries to be like me way too much. But anyways, uh, I I really focused a lot more and had a lot more people talking about stuff. But Geek Week did have some stuff. I think it's the right idea by Netflix. I just think it came at the absolute wrong time. I think it should have come two weeks ago, or two weeks later when it has its own time frame, so people can talk nothing about it. uh, You know, nothing else
1: but Mm -hmm. but Netflix. So,
0: but yes, go ahead. I mean, it was it five finished off yesterday, and I know they had some announcements there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just like what I was trying to get at here was that like there was some pretty solid stuff coming out of there. The only thing that kind of irritates me is much like a sony press conference no dates were given for anything yeah like, oh it, hey we just, got stranger things season four is coming out but we're not going to tell you when Witcher your season two is done but we're not going to tell you when you're going to get to watch this so it's just i don't know there were some cool things but it was just not th- this is my this is what the, the an,
0: he-man animated series He-Man, i know a lot
1: of people are talking yeah. about the trailer for that mm-hmm. And so, and I like to look at myself as the average Joe, right? Like I, I feel that my desires and media are not much different from like the average film goers, right? Like I know like when you watch movies, you look for specific things. I just I watch movies, and yeah, I do look for specific things, but I, it's mostly is like at the end of the day, did this entertain me? And for yeah. me, for someone like me, like release dates are key. Like if you want to keep me as a fan, I need a release date. I need to know when this, when I'm going to get to watch this, or when I'm going to get to get my hands on it.
0: So and, you need a release date. Yeah, okay. and that and uh, a release date that you are looking at. But uh, I, you know, I know that uh, I agree with you. I mean, it would be nice when you're showcasing whether it's The Witcher, Stranger Things, or what have you, that they give you a release date on those major IPs, Umbrella mm-hmm. Academy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's nice that you tell us uh, about more about the next Jean-Claude Van Damme film and all the other stuff that you showcase this geek week. But again, there's still things that they need to work on. I just think it needs to come out at a different point in time so that it has uh, that whole week by itself. Because you and I both know pop culture, even though there's a lot of news each and every week, not every week is as heavily filled with news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean sometimes we are kind of hungry for news and I'm like I don't know Josh if we have enough to fill up an hour and, and I'll tell you that off screen and then this could have been something that could have been the talk of the entire pop culture universe in its own right but now it's just getting snowed under by e3 yeah
1: yeah exactly and it's it's unfortunate you know like I I thought that they were directly aligned with what Keeley was doing but I guess not so and it just they should have thought about dates for that. You know, they should have thought about like, well, uh, you know, if we have these streams go on at the same exact time as, uh, Jeff Keighley's thing, what's going to happen? You know? And, and I'm sure like they have Witcher con. Netflix is doing a Witcher con coming up. I going to mention that. that on
0: July, right around uh time, black widow opens,
1: I believe mm-hmm. July. 9th, yeah, and that's right. another great timing, you know, like let's, Make sure everything we do is put in the shadow of something a lot bigger. Yeah.
0: So it doesn't make any sense sometimes what Netflix is thinking. I know Netflix thinks of itself in a very high fashion, and and it should, being over 200 million subscribers. But there's a lot of these established things that have already taken place over the years. And in the case of Black Widow, that has been announced well ahead of time that they need to go ahead and check themselves and understand – when you announce things in a sea of information that's being spread out about other things, yeah. that it gets lost. It, your,
1: your message gets lost. Right, right. And it's it's unfortunate, you know, because there were some cool things that come out of it. But again, like, I don't think I'm the only one who's like this, but, like, release dates are key. Like, if you want... If, I think people have given up on the whole, like, oh, this is going to come out eventually mentality. You know, everything's like timing like i need to know when and how and netflix did not deliver on that like at all. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, we've got a lot to talk about over the course of the next 4 days right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. You can also check us out what we're doing at Game Source. We're going to be providing so much information. It's going to be an information overload from the video game world over the course of the next 4 days. Josh and I, hopefully as best we can, maybe Jamie, maybe also as well, Marcus De La Garza will pop in with our thoughts on a nightly recap, and that's going to happen over the course of the next four days. So stay tuned for that. Plus, our regular pop culture cost was two fifty. We will be going ahead and taping this weekend as well. So a lot in store for you out there. Plus, if you're interested in the live Twitch feed from E3. Hopefully they don't mind me doing it. I go ahead. I went ahead and I popped it on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel and also many of our other Facebook channels as well. So hopefully you'll be able to enjoy that or just pop in every now and then for 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there if you want to go ahead and check out what's going on, if you see a cool video or, or whatnot. But we will be posting all the major announcements as well in news form, of course, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, a game source. But Josh… I know you've been working a lot on like you said the thoughts on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Bio-Mutant and so much more. Any last thoughts on the way out?
1: Uh, I mean, so Ratchet and Clank, I the the reviews for this one kind of baffle me and like I've heard a lot of people and it's not just me saying as a Microsoft fanboy, but I've heard even people who are like middle of the middle of the road for both of them say that this is like it's so like sony worshiping like at its finest you know and it, it's a solid game i i i would give it an eight i don't think it's it's a nine I don't think it's anywhere near a nine you know it's it's it looks great, but it's a platformer you know, so how beautiful can it look you know it's not it's not exactly showcasing anything that the playstation four didn't showcase you know you got your wacky yeah. colors you got your details you got the the hairs on the the wombacks and it's just it's just it's it's not a nine, you know, like it's fun, but it's, it's just a a ratchet and clank game. There's nothing different about it compared to uh, what's been done before. So I don't, I don't really know why it's, it's doing so well. It might just be because, you know, we're not getting a lot of games or the standards have changed a little bit in COVID times. But I mean, I went out and bought, bought it. Like I went out and bought it yesterday, like thinking, Oh, Hey, this is going to be like, it's nines. Like this must be just the, the, best game ever made and then it just it's it's good it's okay but it's not like i mean it's better than i guess biomutant but um uh it, it's it's not a nine to me um I that being said though i am enjoying i i do like it. it's uh final fantasy 7 intergrade looking forward to playing that biomutant i still gotta finish uh you know that's another topic i want to hit on another show sometimes the fact that like You can't, Xbox, like, there's not a lot that you can play offline on Xbox. And that kind of makes me a little angry.
0: Well, that was something I told you about that Don Matrick had envisioned 10 years ago with the advent of the Xbox One and also the announcement that they made at E3. You remember when they said it was going to be always connected, and there was such an uproar back then. And it got to the point where. Uh, yeah, Xbox and Microsoft had to backtrack, and they talked about that, and they said, uh, "You know what? Okay, maybe after all, we won't have it always connected." You know, because they had to the connect and all that, yeah. and everybody was excited uh, about why that was happening because they were kind of angry and people didn't want to be always connected because they thought Microsoft was watching you and all that stuff. And you know, it is kind of funny because now these days, ten years later, the Xbox Series that you have is always connected.
1: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: They got their wish after all. So it's kind of funny how things laid out and nobody seems to go ahead and care about it, but except for you. And obviously that's a pain because like you said, I am a, a big time single player fan. I like the multiplayer games every now and then a little bit more than you do. In fact, I really am enjoying my time with Chivalry 2 and I will go into that on the Pop Culture Cosmos 250 and my review of it. But for the, I, I like single player campaigns. I've been enjoying my time on the xbox one with microsoft's uh you know that what they've got and out there but also the mass effect legendary edition i i've just said uh, i've spent 14 hours at the citadel and i'm just mm-hmm. getting out into space so i've spent i've enjoyed my time there and i don't, don't want to go ahead and be bothered with an online connectivity on that i just want to go ahead and play the game yeah, so you know those yeah. you know, single players experiences you don't need to go ahead and be online so it's kind of disturbing that you always have to be online Plus the fact that you know electricity and it sucks yeah. up like you were talking about with bandwidth, like we were we were having an issue with on the other day for our taping, and you were like, "Why is it so slow?" Oh, that's why because the PlayStation Five is sucking up bandwidth. The mm-hmm. same thing with the Xbox Series, and yeah, it's a problem. But unfortunately, it's I think a future that we have to come and realize.
1: Yeah, and I mean with Ubisoft, like any game, any Ubisoft game, like you can't save your game unless you're online it's it's all
0: that's ridiculous it's absolutely it's
1: dumb because like you have people who are say out in the country like out here where we are we have a lot of thunderstorms and i have a hard time believing since every time i go to pick up a physical game from a store out here that they're all sold out that i'm the only gamer out here that that's an issue for
0: i'll tell you what my friend there's going to be so much to talk about this weekend i appreciate you giving us a little bit of the insight behind E3, and I don't want to go ahead and bash E3 too much. In fact, if I do go back with you uh, and also hopefully Jamie and Marcus, I would love to go ahead, and that part to me is the best part of it. Going with you and going and hang out with the crew while we experience E3, that to me is always the best part of it, and obviously discovering the games that we didn't hear about or we didn't see about right there on the show floor, mm-hmm. those are interesting th- things always to see. The smells and the crowds, not so much, but you know that's part yeah. of the deal at E3. But hopefully, we'll get back to that in the not too distant future at E3 2022 and beyond. But for right now, it's E3 2021. And Josh, I want to thank you for your insight, embargoed as it is on what went, took place or on what took place earlier this week. Looking forward to hearing more thoughts. In fact, Ubisoft is running right now as we speak, uh, as far as it's concerned. So we'll go ahead and give a nightly recap of what we saw at Ubisoft's forward, also as well Gearbox's E3 showcase. So we'll go ahead and talk about that later on tonight, and then of course we'll be here all weekend long and Monday and Tuesday with wrap-ups at E3, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. <music> We'll <laughs> be